Magandang umaga po mga kapatid sa Good Neighbor Christian Fellowship. It's a beautiful day and I'm so grateful to have you join us in this online worship service. Saan man po tayo nandoon sa daigdig, tayo po'y nasa presensya ng Panginoon, tayo po'y naglilingkod, tayo po'y sumasamba, tayo po'y nag-aaral ng kanyang mga salita and that is a wonderful, wonderful privilege. Praise the Lord po at na this is the last uh, week of August, then we are able to go through some of the most important subject under the theme, maintaining a consistent, robust Christian life. And thank you for uh, getting uh, on board with us in this journey in the words of God. And today, as we close uh, this theme with a very special message, uh, I would like us to uh, bow for a moment and thank the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you as we continue to grow in the knowledge and in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for drawing us closer and closer to you. Oh, we draw our strength from you. We draw, oh God, our, our energy from you. We draw, God, our hope and our, and our uh, direction from you. And your word has been, oh God, our guide and our food and our strength. We thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us things that uh, are so important for maintaining a consistent and robust Christian life. And as we uh, conclude this month with this message, we pray that may you be glorified in our church. May you be glorified in our midst. And, oh, Lord God, may you be glorified, oh God, in the studies of your holy word. We worship you. We honor you through your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The, the title of this message is Getting to Know the God of the Bible. Getting to Know the God of the Bible. And if you go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 28 to 31, from the New International Version, this is what we will read. Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. This is the word of the Lord. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not weary. They will walk and not be faint. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Ladies and gentlemen, we need a consistent, robust Christian life because the battle is raging. I, I am looking at the what's happening in Afghanistan lately. How the U.S. forces and coalition forces, 
NATO forces, British forces are trying to evacuate their citizens and some of the uh, vulnerable Afghan population uh, in the face of the Taliban takeover of Kabul and the whole of Afghanistan. In that situation, you need to be tough-minded. You need to be clear-minded. You need to be strong. You need to be able to overcome all odds, all hindrances, all obstacles, not only so that you can survive, but you can win. In the Christian life, we are given a picture of a battleground. There's a battle between the flesh and the spirit. There's a battle between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. There's a battle between the world and the church in the spiritual realm. We have to be strong. We have to be clear-minded. We have to be determined. We need to be consistent in everything that we do in order for us not only to survive in the Christian life, but to thrive and overcome, be triumphant and succeed. That is the reason why we need to get to know the source of our strength. The source of our, of our strength is not religion because in the face of danger and crisis and catastrophe, religion, no matter what kind of religion you hold on to, no matter what kind of religion you are member of, it's not the church itself, it's not the religion itself made up of humans that can, that can save us, that can guide us through these difficult days. It has to be your personal relationship with God, your personal faith in God. We're not talking religion. We're not talking uh, superstition. We're not talking tradition. We're not talking beliefs. We're not talking politics. We're not talking about ideologies. We're not talking about personal principles. We're talking about God. Where we are right now, God is the only one that can make the difference between survival and destruction. Between overcoming and failing. And so do you know the God of the Bible? That's a beautiful question. What You may know something about God based on what you have read or based on what the religion teaches you. But there's a difference between the God of tradition and the God of the Bible because the God of the Bible is the God who spoke to us, revealing himself to us through the pages of the scriptures, using his prophets, using his apostles, using men and women of God from the time of, of the Old Testament to the time of the New Testament. The God of the Bible is the only God there is. There's no other God. 
Don't think for a moment that there are multiple gods out in the universe. There's only one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. There's only one God. Whether you believe in him or not, he remains to be the one and only God. Whether you are a Jewish or a Gentile believer, there is only one God. Whether you are atheist, whatever it is you believe, still the truth remains and nothing can change that. There is only one God. And the prophet Isaiah asked this question. Verse 28, do you not know, have you not heard? There is a call for us to search and get to know the one true God. Do you not know? You have to find the right source. You have to get to the revelation that God has given and get to know Him according to the Bible. Not according to the philosopher. You know, some people say, God according to philosophers. God according to traditions. God according to ancient beliefs. God according to superstition. God according to Harvard University or whatever. This is God revealing himself through the Bible. And the prophet is asking, do you not know, have you not heard? Oh, God has given us many opportunities to hear the preaching of the gospel of God, the good news of God. Have you heard the good news of God? Have you heard the gospel of salvation? Have you heard the revelation of God's prophets? Have you heard the teachings of the apostles? Have you heard the word of God? Now, it's very important that you give yourself a chance to hear and know the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is the Lord, the everlasting God. The Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the everlasting God. From, from uh, eternity to eternity, from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. That's what Moses said. There is no one like you. You are one and only God, the creator of the ends of the earth. This earth was created by God. It did not come out of a big bang. It did not come out of a some kind of an evolution. No, the Bible is so clear that God created the ends of the earth. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that's why you need to know what the Bible says about God. Because if you fail to accept God and believe in God according to what the Bible says, you may be believing the wrong thing. You, Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Only the Bible can tell you the truth about heaven and hell. Only the Bible can tell you the truth about God. Only the Bible can tell you the truth about the Lord 
Jesus Christ. Only the Bible can tell you how to be saved. Only the Bible can tell you how to live in these last days. The God of the Bible is the everlasting God. The God of the Bible is the creator of the ends of the earth. The God of the Bible is the God who will not grow tired or weary. He's not like us. God does not get tired. God does not get weary. God has no weaknesses. God is not like the goddess of the Greek mythology or the Roman pantheon. No. God is omnipotent, all-powerful. God is omniscient, all-knowing. God is everywhere. And his understanding, no one can fathom. The understanding of God, the knowledge of God, no one can completely understand. We have to be God himself in order to know all the thoughts of God, all the minds of God, all the secret things of God. That's why the Bible says, again in the book of Isaiah, as the heaven is higher than the earth, so is God higher than us. We cannot reach the thoughts of God because God is way up there and we are below here. Can you imagine an ant, a little ant, understanding the minds of humans like us? It will be totally impossible for you to imagine one little ant trying to analyze us. You know, the master of this planet. God has given us the authority and dominion over this planet. Now we build airports, we build airplanes, we build cars, we build societies, we build nations. And try to imagine one little ant in the forest trying to analyze our minds and our abilities. That would be almost totally impossible. Because we're totally different. The ants are so small and, 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 and humans are so big. Now that's just a comparison. Try to compare God with us. We are just dusts. The book of Psalms says, what is man that you may even think of him? When I look up in the heavens and see the glory of God and the things he created, what is man that you may even think of him? Exactly. We cannot totally and completely understand God, analyze God, study God, experiment on God, because God is God. My God is so big. So strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. One of those songs we hear from Sunday school. Verse 29, God gives strength to the weary. That's why we need to get to know this God. Because only God can give you strength when you are tired and weary and exhausted in the battles of life. Teach yourself, the tutor of our, my children during these uh, online classes. She has a neighbor that has been hospitalized for quite a while now because of cancer. She has two children at home and a husband. 
one of the those are grown-up children, both working. The elder sister is working for uh, a call center, and the other one is also working. Well, without the knowledge of the mother who is in the hospital, the eldest daughter was infected with coronavirus. And in turn, she infected her brother. After a few days of fighting for her life, she succumbed to the virus and died. Not many days later, the brother also died. While the mother does not know anything in the hospital, also fighting for her life because of cancer. The only one left was the father. And the father was so horrified and terrified and shocked by what had happened to his two children that, that he also died of heart attack. And now the, the, the wife is in the hospital not knowing what's going on in her house. It's the other relatives taking good care of her and they are not telling yet, not yet. They're not telling yet what had happened to her family at home. Try to imagine such tragedy. Try to imagine such misfortune. Try to imagine the loss, the grief, the fear, maybe the anger. I don't know. I don't know how to feel, what to feel in times like that. But one thing I know, when you are in that situation, you need strength to bear. In the story of Job in the Old Testament, that is exactly what happened when he, when he lost all his children and everything he, he, he owned and, and he's going through difficult physical circumstance because of sickness. He bowed down before God and worshiped. Naked I came from my mother's womb, he said. Naked will I return. The Lord has given, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, the Bible says, he did not sin by blaming God. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what's up ahead. None of us know. But we need strength. Whatever is out there, we can handle when we have the strength that comes from God. He gives strength, the Bible says. God gives strength to the weary. If you feel like you are tired and weary and exhausted from the battles of life, non-stop struggle, non-stop battle, non-stop pressure, non-stop demands, non-stop. And sometimes you're just so, so overwhelmed by what's going on around you. Oh, you need to pause for a moment and look up to God because God gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty, Come unto me, all of you who are weary and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ will give you rest for your mind, rest for your heart, Rest for your soul, but more than that, 
after he gives you the rest you need, the peace you need, the comfort you need, he will give you the strength. He will give you the power to overcome the difficulties of life. Oh yes, verse 30, even youths grow tired and weary. Let's not, let's not trust in our own ability that we're young and we can handle it. Let us, let us not trust in our stamina and strength. Let us not trust in, in our human capabilities. You know why? Because even the youths will grow tired and weary. Our arrogance will take us nowhere because there are battles that we cannot handle on our own because even the youths grow tired, the youths grow weary, and young men may stumble and fall. Still thinking about the battles in war-torn countries like Afghanistan and Syria, and think about the young soldiers, young men and women fighting for their country, losing their lives. Oh, young men, they grow weary and tired. Oh, young men and women, stumbling and falling. That's the way it is with life. So many people have mental stress, mental difficulties, that many of them give up and they, they refuse to go on anymore because they're so tired and exhausted, they wanted to end it all. And so all over the world now, the rate of people committing suicide are just beyond imagination. Because so many people are giving up. They refuse to go on. They can't go on anymore. I cannot handle it anymore. This is the end of the line for me. Because even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and they fall. But, verse 31, but those who hope in the Lord. Those who trust in the Lord. Those who believe in the Lord, those who call upon the name of the Lord, what happens? They renew their strength. Do you want to maintain a consistent, robust Christian life? Do you want to be strong and overcome? Do you want to be successful in your Christian life? Then wait upon the Lord. Wait in prayer. Wait in your studies, wait in worship. Every time you sit in the presence of God, you're waiting on God. You're communing with God. You are fellowshipping with God. You're spending time with God. You're recharging your spiritual energies. You're, 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 you're charging your spiritual batteries, so to speak. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Those who hope, those who call <coughs> upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. Have you ever ridden an airplane? I have <coughs> in the past, many, many, many times. What I like about it is that when you take off, you pass through the level of the clouds. You see clouds all over. And then you go beyond it. Way above. 38,000 miles up there in the sky. 
And in my readings, the airplanes go way up above the clouds because above the clouds, there are no weather. All the weathers happening are on the cloud level. Above it, it's all peace and quiet. On the level of the atmosphere where the clouds are, there are lightnings, there are storms, there are thunders, there are heavy rains, there are strong wind, hurricane, typhoon, super typhoon, all kinds of things happening way down below. But the airplanes are way up there, quiet, traveling fast. The longest I've been in an airplane is about 18 hours nonstop. When I traveled from Manila to Toronto in Canada, that's nonstop flying for 18 hours. Can you imagine? I didn't know what to do. I could not sleep. It was just difficult, really, to be on a plane for 18 hours nonstop. But you, you see, the beautiful thing about it is that way up there, it's peaceful. In fact, there's, there's not even turbulence way up there. The turbulence is when you go down a little bit in the level of the clouds and you encounter all kinds of winds, all kinds of weather disturbances in the clouds level. So the most dangerous part of your journey on an airplane is when you take off and when you land. Because when you land, you have to go back down to the levels of the clouds. And when you get to an airport where there's heavy rain and, and bad weather, then there's so much danger. And you know eagles? Eagles fly, now listen to me, eagles fly way above the clouds. That's why they will soar on wings like eagles. They can fly so high, they can fly above the clouds like the airplanes. Not very many birds can do that, but eagles do. That's why they were up there above the problems of life, above the cares of life, above the dangers of life. They're up there. And that's what God is saying here. God is giving you the picture of an eagle flying way above the storms and troubles and dangers of life. That is, that is where God would like to take you. God would like to take your spiritual higher than the problems and difficulties and dangers of life. Higher above the clouds of our adversity and closer and closer to Him. So those that wait upon the Lord, those who hope in the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like the eagles way above the clouds of uncertainties, the clouds of troubles, the clouds of dangers, the clouds of crisis, and you spend wonderful, peaceful time in the presence of God. You will run and not grow weary. The, the Apostle Paul called this running the race. Run the race. Life is like a race. We have to run it. And you know what? The Bible says that if you wait upon the Lord, you will never grow tired. You will never grow weary. You will be able to finish it. I have kept the faith. I have run the race. The apostle 
Paul said, I have finished the course. From the beginning to the end, you will always have the power and the strength and the energy that God will give to you. You will run. You will not grow weary. You will walk and not be in faint. Walk. The, uh, King David said in Psalm 23, Even though I walk to the dark valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. So whether we run the race or walk through the valley, we have nothing to fear. You are with me. King David said, you are with me. Even though I walk to the dark valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you, O God. You are with me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is truly getting tough and tougher still. I wish it's not, but it is. I was talking to the chairman uh, a few days ago and he was asking me, how am I doing? And I said, I, I just went out to buy some groceries. I went out to bring my wife to the hospital where she works. I went out to work to my own job myself. And, she, she, and, and he told me that, that I'm so brave to go out there in the midst of a raging crisis where cases in this Metro Manila is more than 18,000 and deaths are just piling up every day. And I said, well, sometimes I do not have the choice. And let me tell you, even though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, in the midst of a raging pandemic, I will fear no evil. For you, God, are with me. That is what is helping me to maintain a robust Christian life. Getting to know the God of the Bible. Waiting upon the God of the Bible. I feel the power. I feel the strength that God gives that my faith can soar way up like the eagles. And I run the race. And I walk with God through the valleys. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say thank you for taking the time to worship with us today. Thank you for studying the Word of God with us every week. Let me tell you that the God of the Bible is the only one that can help us go through this and can lead us to a life that is strong and overcoming all the hurdles and difficulties of life. And God is preparing a kingdom for us forever and ever. And so it's a wonderful thing. To be a Christian is a wonderful thing. In this, on this earth, on this side of heaven, and on the other side, in the kingdom of God. Oh, it is a blessed, blessed thing to be a child of God. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing to be a believer. You have certainty. You have confidence. You have, you have courage. You have strength. You have vision. You have guidance. You have favor. You have blessings. You have everything you need. Isn't that wonderful? Let me tell you, there is nothing like it. 
So I would like to ask you to get to know the God of the Bible, embrace and believe in the God of the Bible and live the most beautiful, the most wonderful life there is. Pray with me. Father in heaven, we look around and see so much confusion, so much suffering and misery, so much chaos, so much uncertainty, so much pain in the eyes of people, in the lives of people. The song goes, it says, people need the Lord. And today we know more than ever that the people of the earth need the Lord, the Savior of the world, the God of the Bible. And we thank you for giving us the chance and opportunity to reach out to the world through online ministry, reaching people from all corners of the globe, all places on earth with this gospel, calling people to faith because God, that's the only hope of the world. That's the only hope of mankind, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. And thank you for giving Good Neighbor Christian Fellowship a chance to participate, to take part in what you're doing all over the world. Small as we are, simple people, simple believers as we are, we are giving our contribution to the evangelization of the world, to reaching out to the world, to preaching and proclaiming the gospel of God to the world. We thank you for our brothers and sisters and friends who are in Singapore, who are in Australia, who are in America, who are in Canada, who are in London, in Europe, who are in the Middle East, our brothers and our sisters all over the world. We thank you for their support. We thank you, Father God, for their partnership with us. And we thank you, Father God, for their lives. Oh, wherever they are, let them shine for Jesus. Let them shine, oh God, so that people may see the God of the Bible who alone can give them hope, who alone can give them salvation, who alone can give them healing, who alone can lead them out of this crisis. And we thank you next month, month of September, month of October, we will be talking about the ministry of the church, what you have called us to do, not only so that we can be secured in your mighty hands and safe in your mighty hands, but also Lord God, you are teaching us to reach out to a lost and dying world so that they too can have and receive and experience what we have in Jesus Christ. So continue to bless the ministry of Good Neighbor Christian Fellowship and the, the, the lives of all our supporters and friends, that we together may become partners in making a difference in this world in these last days. Thank you. You bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We are excited to talk to you about the missions of the church and the work of the church in these last days. And let me tell you, we are part of the big thing that God is doing all over the world, right in the midst 
of this pandemic because this pandemic, this crisis can never stop what God is doing. Go and spread the good news. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. God bless you all.